0: Hello and welcome to another episode of FortiGuard Live. I'm Derek Mankey and joined with me today is Glenn Maiden, coming all the way from Australia. How are you doing, Glenn? G'day,
1: Derek. It's uh, great to be here. It's good to, be, to have um, got to the boss level of the FortiGuard Labs game.
0: Yeah, it's uh, every every day is a boss day. I mean, we we have to be <laughs> on the game, right? And, and making executive decisions and following cybercrime and and really trying to make an impact on that. And you know, it's it's uh, it's that time of year again, right? It's uh, it's a cybersecurity awareness month. That's one of my favorite months because we always try to educate uh, and and we always say that uh, everybody has a role in the fight uh, of cybercrime. So I wanted to talk about that with you today, Glenn. Um, you know, in our first half 2021 threat landscape report, there was some some bad news, of course, that we have to be aware of, but some good news, right? And some of that good news we'll talk about today. And, and it's, uh, you know, being it's, I think, being driven by more harmony in the industry, uh, more partnerships between uh, private to private to private sector, private to public sector, everything from the good work we've built up by you know experience from the Cyber Threat Alliance to uh, Interpol and the World Economic Forum. So I'd like to talk about some of those relevant uh, uh, notes there. But you know, being in Australia, there's also you know cybercrime has no borders, and there's also regional uh, partnerships and things that are happening too. And I just wanted to get your insights as to some of the the um, um, happenings and, and values of those in, in Australia. Yeah, no, thank you, Derek. I mean,
1: it's funny, we all, uh, we're obviously so involved with threat intelligence, but um, it's so important to have that context. We need to know sort of uh, some of the intricacies of the local environment, some of the constraints and the technical bit that we're trying to protect sort of locally, Uh, local uh, regulations and legislations even take a, 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 we need to take into account, you know, the local skill sets, the maturity, all those sort of things um, make an impact on how we face that uh, cyber threat together. And um, I'm sort of lucky enough in my in my experience to have looked at this problem from many angles from a partnership perspective. So I've spent sort of 15 years in defence. I was the security advisor for our tax office. Um, I've worked for a big system integrator. I've now worked for a, a vendor. And every single one of these different sort of views of the problem brings a different perspective. And the partnerships where we work together, that's when we can sort of, you know, really get those economies of scale and... Um, and sort of bring our strengths and overcome our weaknesses by pacing this together so you know the threat part is the easy part the harder part is making sure that we can transfer the knowledge and the context and the skill transfer and really really uh looking at those specific threats and overcoming them
0: yeah part of this i think is about the commitment and skin skin in the game as we like to say um you know i in my experience has always been a lot of goodwill because Quite frankly, need to team up to to fight cybercrime. It's just such a monumental challenge, um, and there's a lot of smart people on the good side. But are you seeing also regionally in Australia more more of that skin in the game, more of the commitment, and actual uh, projects happening underway?
1: A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I think we're all recognising just how important that is. So, I mean, uh, you know, in my time with FortiGuard Labs, which is sort of about a year and a half now, you know, I've been uh, sharing threats and intelligence and perspectives with our telecommunications, our major telcos, our uh, service providers, our universities and our Australian Cyber Security Centre, which is our sort of uh, capstone organisation. But more and more I'm seeing um, all these organisations reaching out, uh, any legislation that's coming out there sort of coming and saying, oh, you know, Fortnite, what, what do you think? You know, is this good, is this bad, what from an industry perspective? But um, there's a real there is a real push to try and sort of, you know, bring that divide from, you know, I'm just a federal government department or I'm just a customer and I'm gonna do what I want or I'm, you know, some other entity. It's really is becoming much more of a team sport.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's great Great to hear. Um, obviously, over there in Australia, I'm, we're seeing the same thing in, in the US as an example, basically in, in every major region that we're looking at, because um, we're seeing this, these one-on-one relationships, which are equally as important, looking at specific verticals. Um, there's a lot of vertical-specific uh, geo-specific threat activity, of course, things like we've highlighted out specific problems to tackle in those regions. And that that's very important right and i am seeing a similar thing being built up but then zooming out right um, if we look at the bigger picture globally there's also a lot of these global efforts uh, that are happening so cyber threat alliance of course founded uh back in you know we co-founded that back in may 2014. that's that's the private to private sector largely it started with the security vendors now there's over 30 members within the cta um again this is that that theme that we talked about in the report is that everybody has their role in the case of the CTA, it's sharing good threat intelligence to make it actionable, to raise the bar on pr- mitigation and protection, right? To make it more expensive for cyber software, to to make it more of a, a pain in their side, right? And it's the, it's that's one way to disrupt them. But there's other efforts, um, and I know you've been involved with the World Economic Forum. We can talk about this. Um, law enforcement and Interpol is also very important uh, as well when it comes to trying to um, you know, that's a role that a hat that we wear when it comes to trying to find out who the bad guys are and how we actually fight cybercrime that way. Yeah,
1: I think, um, I think it's probably one of the most valuable parts of, of our um, of our jobs in actually getting out there and speaking to uh, people like law enforcement, speaking to the national certs, speaking to the people that are working in the cyber operations centres, um, and finding out what they're facing day to day. And I know, Uh, I'm very, very proud to be working on behalf of FortiGuard Labs with the World Economic Forum in an effort to try and try and do something sort of, as you say, uh, private to private, working with public sector and a whole bunch of other stakeholders, trying to really make a dent in the cybercrime. And I think we can if we bring if we bring all our various uh, skill sets together, we've got experts in pockets, um, you know, actually world leading experts in pockets in in not only in just FortiGuard Labs, but in some of our uh, threat sharing partners. Uh, it's extremely powerful uh, when we work together and um, you know, bringing our shared expertise to face the face sort of um, uh, cyber criminal eco- ecosystem, the threat of that
0: yeah this is something we highlighted in the report um i this is the good news so it's it's great to be able to talk to you about good news but one of the things we highlighted in the report obviously there's a runaway ransomware threat right and we've seen over a ten tenfold increase in ransomware alone as as an example in the first half of 2021 so we know that there's a problem but there is some good news in terms of if we look at the amount of activity like i'm talking about disrupting and fighting back there's been measurable progress here, certainly compared to a year ago. If you look at what happened with the, uh, I'm talking about, so you mentioned the national CERT uh, piece. I think that's important on the dis- disruption of infrastructure, working together with law enforcement to take down infrastructure. Uh, motet TrickBot, those were two ones that were taken offline. Since we highlighted this in the report, since motet was taken offline, it never came back fully. It, w- it, it went to about half strength. Right. And it's been sitting at that what's uh, a, a new a, a new watermark, essentially, for uh, for its activity. Tripbot went offline. But it came back, but it's not nearly as prolific as before. And clearly, to me, it's a result of all this great strategic coordination. I think the coordination is very important. Right. But that's happening between the various you know, stakeholders. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, obviously, uh, with the uh, email tip that you mentioned, I mean, that was sort of in, in January, and uh, basically, I think, I think at the best part, it was almost a seventy-five percent reduction in the activity yeah. of that particular um, botnet. But yeah, it's, it's it's important. I think we do focus. I mean, those those ransomware, the ten times ransomware statistics are absolutely frightening. But I think we do sometimes tend to um, uh, under-promote and under under sort of uh, uh, celebrate our successes because. You know, we are doing some really, really good stuff, and even the even the threats that we're sort of facing every single day with, um, you know, whether it's uh, uh, doing our threat analysis or you know sharing uh, sharing information with some of our partners. One of the biggest successes, I think, for Fortegard Labs down in this region in the last 12 months was we had a uh, copy-paste campaign that um, was targeting Australian government and industry. Anyway, I was working closely with our uh, ACSC. And um, they shared a bunch of uh, TTPs, some uh, uh, some signatures of some web shells, some uh, bad IPs, bad DNS uh, DNS names. Uh, working with yourself and the back end of Waterguard, we had those uh, all those protections into our Fortinet fabric before that campaign was even announced. So yeah. you know, by the time that actually became public and people started to sort of hit the panic button, we were already protected from it. So there is really really good stuff going on in every day. We just probably don't uh, promote it as much as we could.
0: Yeah, so you hit on a you, you hit the nail on the head here, Glenn. I think so. This is what we call the element of surprise, right? being able to actually be prepared proactively before. I, as an example, when it comes to takedown efforts, right, having all of a, your ducks in a row, as we like to say, right, have all of that organized before the effort actually takes place, because that you know if it's a takedown effort, you want to catch the cyber criminals by surprise so that they're. Scrambling and trying to go back to the drawing board, as an example, Uh, when it comes to uh, the mitigation, like you just said, having the IOCs, the TTPs, the the intelligence in trust. That's another thing about these relationships. They require trust in the partnership that takes time to build. That's been building for a long time with the Cyber Threat Alliance, as an example. Uh, In the CTA, there's an early share program, right? There's been over 250 early shares that have been done, and that's members that are sharing intelligence before they go live Public with a blog as an example. Why? Because it helps to build that security layer and security stack up, right? Because as soon as you expose and release information on cyber criminals, the cat's out of the bag and um, they're going to try to shift tactics. So I think that's why, like, the coordination, like early sharing and trust and coordination is just paramount to these efforts.
1: Yeah, yeah. And um, we have actually got a couple of strategic advantages, I guess, even in the time zone where it's sort of, you know, I guess it's sort of late in the day for you and early for me. I mean, um, uh, if we see something or you see something, it does give sort of those different uh, GOS a little bit of a, a little bit of a head start to prepare some mitigations. And I know that certainly was the case a couple of years ago with WannaCry, when that sort of hit uh, yeah. uh, your end of the earth first. And uh, by the time it sort of got here, there was already some work done in mitigation. So again, the power, the the power of setting up those relationships beforehand, so we communicate communicate proactively and early, makes one heck of a difference
0: yeah and and that's a uh so you know in terms of being on the front lines and and response right so breaking threat response we do that with our 40 guard outbreaks as an example that is um, a great example of the geos and how we need to work together not only with ourselves but but the partners in some cases it's literally getting on a phone we like to call it the bat phone but literally getting (laughs) on the phone to to talk to some of the smartest people in the world in this space right to be able to, to compare notes, to, to clear the fog as we say, debunk myths, that might be other media as an example, um, and really to confirm the facts. And that, that's another, so v- the vetting and verification process is, is really important as well. And, and I think with the, going back to the coordination piece, I wanna, I wanna talk about the World Economic Forum, the WEF effort. So we're a founding member of the C4C, the Center for Cybersecurity. And I know you've been um, heavily involved with the, the PAC, the Partnership Against Cybercrime. There's about 40 members in there. And this is a really, really important initiative, I think, a partnership because it's all the things we talked about, law enforcement, cyber threat alliance, uh, the banks and telcos, and like the private sector, SOCs, right? Uh, And the certs also, um, they're all part of this. So it's a very uh, diverse ecosystem uh, with both private and public sector stakeholders. So it's kind of putting everything together under one hood and um, I know there's uh, some efforts on underway already. Maybe we can talk about that, uh, at, you know, at a high level what, what what the plan is there. And you know, it's really, I think the, the you know a good way to describe it is it's trying to act as a uh, a foundation, if you will, or a, a vehicle to be able to drive better coordination, more of the uh, the building, more of the trust between all those um, stakeholders, all the things we just talked about, right?
1: yeah what what i like about it so much i mean if you think of all these different organizations so you know if it's uh, if we're working with an intelligence organization they might have a classified source or a uh, law enforcement organization might have some sensitivities around a source and um you know we are working with our competitors so you know we these are people that we compete against in the market but all these different organizations with different priorities and different drivers we're all working together uh you know to try and combat that cyber crime uh you know entity. Uh, in collaboration and in and in, um, and in sort of good faith partnership, and it's working. It's really, really positive. In the case of the World Economic Forum partnership, we're working with some of the biggest names in the world to uh, build up build up a picture of what the cyber criminal ecosystem looks like. So, uh, yeah. if you imagine there's uh, bits and pieces of uh, intelligence and information sort of scattered all over the place, but just imagine if we could actually pull that information together, we could standardise it. And we could uh, have that in sort of one as, as one single source of truth imagine then when we look at it we can sort of find some linkages we can find you know what's is there something similar between one cyber criminal organization to the other yeah are they using uh shared infrastructure is there some people is there one person maybe that's um you know facilitating one element of the ecosystem so that's the sort of things that we're looking at and we're making some really really good progress there and it's something i don't think I mean, obviously we've been sharing and partnering with people for a long time, but that level of maturity now is is getting really, really high. It's very, very pleasing.
0: Yeah, and, and the other piece of that is that it's not starting from scratch, right? Some of these other efforts we talked about, Cyber Threat Alliance as an example, Interpol, they're also getting involved in this. So it's really been building off that experience, which is really exciting. And putting this under like like I said, one hood and, and it's um, it's it's really I think um, important also from a, like we talked about the coordination uh, piece of it too. Um, but, you know, l- like you said, having, having that where we can actually look at uh, a, a map of cybercrime, right? So things like how many ransomware gangs are out there? Uh, how, how many different money laundering networks? How many people are in these organizations? There's a lot of question marks out there. But the better that we it's like threat illumination right I, I use that word sometimes the more we light that up and have a look at it then we have a clearer picture then we have a, a more strategic way that we can actually try to disrupt their supply chain and and, uh, and really try to hit them where it hurts right
1: yeah, and one of the most exciting things for me I mean I'm so lucky working in FortiGuard Labs with with, with you and the team I mean we've got some of the best um uh, threat intelligence people on the planet working in our team it's every single day is exciting but um you know you imagine when we partner with other organizations we're working with you know our same people in all these other other organizations and building up those sort of economies of scale so we're sort of connecting with you know some of the best in the world to really fight you know i guess some of the best in the world uh criminals so it, it, we really are bringing it to the fore.
0: it is exciting yeah, absolutely. Got to bring the best to the, the table. I agree. I mean, that's one of the most passionate things As you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very involved with is, is the industry piece and then the partnerships. I think it's critical and that's why it's good. I just wanted to call it out as good news from the, the threat landscape report. Like I said, we're seeing measurable progress. Thanks for your contributions. Again, uh, working with WEF. I, I know within the partnership, we're going to be able to actually do even better at that, right? To, to really bring it to scale and force and have good measurable results with this. And that's, that's the way forward. Um, Glenn, I want to thank you for your time again. It's been always always a pleasure to chat with you, and it's, it's great to talk to you every day. Uh, for more information on uh, what we're doing around Cybersecurity Awareness Month and FortiGuard Labs Research, you can check out our threat research blog, blog.fortinet.com. Once again, I'm Derek Menke with FortiGuard Live. Thanks.